we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Wake that ass up in the morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, indeed. Founder and CEO of Chicks with Triggers Firearms Academy, Robin Evans. Welcome, Robin. Thank you for having me. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Good, good, good. Did they pat you down before you got here today? No, and thankfully, oh, you know. Okay, great. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing. If I should feel safe or not, I don't know. Surprise, 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 surprise. <laughs> tell, tell the people what Chicks with Triggers is first of um, all. Chicks Robin. with Triggers is a self-defense company that I started down in Greenville, South Carolina. We deal primarily with firearms. Mm-hmm. Um, we teach women how to use guns. We teach women how to get certified to get pistol permits. We teach women self-defense. We teach women how to use knives. Basically how to stay alive. Mm. No, I, I agree with it a thousand percent. Right before you walk in, I was telling Charlemagne that um, my wife carries. Okay. Uh, my assistant carries. Okay. I carry. Okay. And uh, my daughter, who's 21, I, I have her taking the uh, training class right now so she can carry. Right. Do they That's know important. how to use, though? Yeah, we go to range um, very often. Okay. Very often. No, we do. <laughs> Robin, Robin, like, okay. no, we do. Very often. But are, you, but are y'all good? 
Yes. Because a lot of people be at the range and they be in there looking crazy. They do. Okay. <laughs> they don't know how to look. They don't know <laughs> how to use their size. <laughs> but you know crazy. what? I'm not. I'm not afraid to ask for help. Right. My dad is a retired police officer, so he goes with me sometimes. Okay. It's, you know. Uh, Y'all got that in common. Shows how to aim and, and this, that, and the other, and it's very important. Uh, one thing my dad would would always tell me: guns weren't a big thing in my house because uh, I w- I guess he was always open to sharing information about firearms. Right. So it was never a thing when it, when I see my dad's gun, like, oh my God, it was, right. that's dad's and, firearm. Unfortunately, you know? in, in a lot of black, like a lot of black households, guns are not talked about. Like you can't have them and stuff like that. Um, but in the, like, when in my in my experience, in the white communities, all the kids, we start at five years old mm-hmm. in, down in South Carolina. At five years old, they have the shooting camps and you go to the shooting camp and then it's all summer. Then we go to the range, but the black kids aren't in that yet. Correct. And so the black and brown kids, I'm trying to get them into it too, because at some point, like you said you got to learn about it because if mm-hmm. not then the streets are going to teach you about it mm-hmm. and so if either your parents are going to teach you or the internet's going to teach you and we can't have that happen the scariest thing about firearms and especially all the laws is the laws change so much right and that is the the, the biggest and fear. no one tells you about it nobody you tells have to research it. it and that is the biggest fear i have with my daughter carrying a firearm or my wife carrying a firearm or even myself because the law something will change overnight and you don't know yeah and, and you'll and be driving you know, you with your firearm up. and then you get locked up yeah. and there's no way around it that is the scariest thing so what what do you see as as problems when you face with trying to teach all these not only men but people of color about firearms? Right. Training? So I make sure that because everybody says they got a gun, but nobody knows how to use it. Nobody knows the laws associated with it. Mm-hmm. And I always say ignorance of the law is not an excuse, right? They still Hell gonna lock no. you up regardless. Yep. Um. So I make sure that I keep everybody updated. As soon as something changes, it's on my social media. So people know, hey, this is changing. We need to do this. We need to do that. I tell people all the time how to carry in their cars. I'm um, in the state of South Carolina. We don't need a permit to have a gun. Like you need a permit to leave the state, but you don't need a permit in the state of South Carolina. New Jersey, um, New York, you do. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Y'all, y'all not gun friendly at all, but we're working on it. Jersey, Jersey, on Jersey, it. Jersey, a lot better. Well, yeah, now. Jersey's a lot better, but we're working on New York, mm-hmm. um, but um, so I try to keep I kind of try to keep them up to date with how to do stuff because unfortunately we don't get the black and brown communities don't get the benefit of the doubt Mm-mm. like other communities, right? And as soon as something happens with us, that's a felony. Where in other you know in other cultures, that's maybe a intervention program of some sort. Um, so I try to keep everybody up to date because if not, if I don't tell you, they're not gonna look it up, and the police damn sure ain't gonna tell you, and now you screwed up. You know, South Carolina has been in the top ten states of women murdered uh, by men for the last twenty seven years. Yeah. You know, many of those years they were number one on the list. And I've heard you say that uh, violence against women is a public health issue. Yes. Why do you consider it that? Because it's, it's, I feel like women are the, especially black women, are the most unprotected in this whole entire country. Um, in South Carolina, domestic violence is a joke. It really is a joke. I've had women that have come to me like they've been beaten, face broken, all kinds of stuff. And the guy got a thousand dollar fine and mm. was sent home. It's not taken mm. seriously. And so that's my, that's where I kind of come in and I'm trying to teach women how to defend themselves. Like we don't need a man to defend us because clearly y'all not doing it. Right. Um, there's a lot of men in the communities that talk about protecting black women, protecting women, protecting women, and then they don't do anything. They're actually the ones hurting us. Um, and so I'm trying to teach women that you don't need anybody. We don't need the cops. We don't need anybody. All we need is a gun and learn how to use it. And we can be our own first responders. So it pisses you off when you see these videos of like women being assaulted by men and the men just standing around. Not yeah. Doing and they nothing. just, they just record it and they, don't do anything um and then everybody's in the comments talking about what they should have done but Mm -hmm. actually no one did anything Mm -hmm. but on the flip side of that right on there's a there's a there's a double-edged sword because on the flip side then the government will come and now you in jail because you was trying to help somebody else so it's kind of like a flip side of what you want to do because you thought you was helping and now you in the jam now if a woman is is listening right now and they're interested in in maybe a class and they're not from south carolina they're from a what 
First of all, what gun would you advise for a woman Ooh, as their first gun? Nope, because I believe that everybody should pick out their gun. So here's the thing about guns. Mm-hmm. Guns are non-refundable, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to try them before you buy them. Um, what works for me may not work for him, may not work for your your, your daughter, your wife, whoever. So I, I, I'd say that a lot of people go towards small guns and they'll say, oh, I want to buy a small gun because if it's in my purse, blah, blah, blah. Smaller guns are harder to shoot. Not as Smaller accurate. guns, <laughs> small, we need bigger guns. We can handle bigger guns, but a lot of women don't believe that they can because when they go into these ranges, when they go into these um, gun stores, all of them are ran by men, and the men take them to the to the purple guns and the pink guns and the little <laughs> the little piece of shit guns, and, and they don't matter. You, that's that's exactly where they take them, and we can handle better than that. So what I carry is a Smith and Wesson um, Shield Plus. I carry that; it's a nine millimeter. But I mean, I could bust your ass with a three eighty. You know what I mean? So Dang. it doesn't really matter. I, I feel like we it has to fit the person. We have to try it out. Y'all need to know, Robin's not a first generation shooter. She come from a long line of ass kickers and shooters. Mm-hmm. I just want to put that out. There. <laughs> I was gonna ask you know. Uh, a lot of people feel like they need a big gun, right? They need a forty caliber or no, forty-five. No. Can you tell the reason why? Like, a, I, I carry nine millimeter, and the reason I carry nine millimeter too is, is if I'm in the house and I got to shoot somebody in the house, I don't want it to go through the wall and what hit my kids. What happened to your little deuce deuce in your boot? <laughs> Which, well, you know what? So nine millimeter is very popular, right? But then you, I mean, people get killed with twenty twos. You know, I have some women that a twenty two is where they are right now. He's laughing at me, right? Because back in New York, you could not, you know, you couldn't carry a gun, but. And New York was very, very deadly, very, very, a lot of crime as growing up as a teen, right? right. So we used to go to the club. We used to, I used to carry like a little tutu. And his Manolo Blahniks. First of all, he Not in my Manolo, Manolo Blahniks. In, in my shoe, in because that would be the only way that I can walk around with the gun. And they made fun of me, but they don't know that a tutu could do damage like I, anything else. He won't else. stand in front of it. I bet you he won't stand in front of Let's it. Let's try. I bet you he couldn't get it out of his boots and fast enough when something went down. I can't. I, I know you could. <laughs> um, so I think that the gun has to fit the person, mm-hmm. and we won't know until we try. So, like, for my company, I offer a, a, a service called Try Before You Buy, mm-hmm. where I bring eight to ten of the most co- popular concealed carry guns, and we sit there one-on-one, and we try every single one. So that way, when a woman goes to the gun store, they are confident in what they came to buy. Because if not, they're going to try to talk you into this little pink gun over here. So when they walk in, they say, no, I want the Glock 43. X. No, I want the Glock 19. They are very aware of what where we are because we already did this process. I like the Glock. The Glock is the short handle Glock is good, easy to, to nobody can see it when you put a shirt over it. But I, I noticed with a lot of women is it's hard to conceal that gun. So, but women have to. All right, y'all ready? So women have to use what you got. Right. So women can use their 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 breasts to conceal everything like that. We have different ways of doing it. We just can't do it like guys because we don't wear what guys wear. Mm-hmm. But there are different ways to conceal that you would have no idea that there was a gun on this woman. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you like conceal or open carry better? Like, what do you think makes conceal. people feel I don't, safer? I don't conceal? believe in open conceal, carry. Yeah. Okay. I believe that your gun should be your surprise. No one should know that it's on you until it's actually time to pull it out and get to work. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that we should just be walking around with guns. Some of the laws that that let me get your opinion on it. Right. Mm-hmm. So. In certain malls, right? Right. They don't allow you to have a, a gun in, 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 in the store, right? Right. What do you think about, like, you know, malls not allowing you to carry a weapon or certain areas where you would need it, right? Because, yeah, you might not need it in the mall, but then when I got to walk to my car and when it's dark, it's hell outside and I got to right. get to my car and try to put my key or open the door. That's when somebody's going to get me. That's when somebody's going to try to rob right. me or kidnap me or hurt me. I believe that we should be able to have them in there. Especially, I believe that we should, like, forget the parking lot. We need it in the mall. The mall be having all kinds of crazy stuff going right. on. There's shootings going on. You don't know who's in there. All type of people with mental health issues. We don't know what we're going to run into. So I believe that we should have it in the mall. I believe we should have it in the movie theater. I believe we should have it everywhere. 
Because in the, I went to the movies the other day and I couldn't even feel comfortable because mm. it said, like, no concealable. So I left my gun in the car, right? I'm law-abiding. And so I left my gun in the car and the whole entire time I kept thinking, if something happens right now, we're screwed. That's like, right. if somebody came in here, like the guy who did the Batman movie, yeah. like, we are screwed. I was looking for exits. It was one, only one way in, one way out. And I said, I couldn't even enjoy the movie. You know, I, I, I saw you say one in three women in the U.S. will experience domestic dating violence in their lifetime. So would you encourage women to take guns on a first date? Yes. Absolutely. You never know who you're meeting up with, mm -hmm. um, especially de uh, these dating apps and stuff like that. You never know who this person really is. Um, there's been a lot of like serial rapists connected to dating, mm -hmm. uh, dating apps and stuff like that. So I would highly recommend that a woman, but not just have a gun, know how to use the gun. Mm -hmm. Right. A lot of people have guns to flex with and they not, they're not knowledgeable about the actual gun. So I believe, yes, you should have a gun on every single date. How, on the 54th date, there should still be a gun. <laughs> How would you encourage women to get, or just people in general, to get over their fear of firearms? See, that's where I believe it, it, the instructor, I feel like whoever you team up with, that's where that comes into play. Because if you team up with somebody who's macho, macho, and think we about to join the military tomorrow, then you get turned off by it because you're already intimidated. Um, so I believe that's where it, you have to find a, a instructor that you vibe with, right? Like, so my whole business is a vibe. Like, we're a vibe. I have a vibe check. You can't come unless you pass the vibe check. I've turned down people because they vibes don't match my vibe. What's the, um, what's the vibe check? Ratchet yet educational. You know what okay. I mean? Um, so, like, but I've had... Our <laughs> But, um, so, yeah, the vibe check. I've had people come, and they're here for the wrong reasons, right? They're here, they're here because they, they are um, malicious. They're here for not... They don't want to learn how to protect themselves. They mm -hmm. want to learn how to do damage to something else because they got something else going on. I'm not here for that. I'm mm -hmm. here to teach women how to defend themselves against threats that may come your way. I think reps, too. I think the more you do it, the more you get used to it. Yeah, the I think the yeah. First, per first time anybody goes into a range and you shoot that one time and it's loud, it scares well, and the it shadows somebody. it also depends you know? on the gun that you shoot for the first time. So I start too. everybody off with twenty two. It's as low as we can go. I start everybody off there and it's a confidence building. They say, oh, this wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. And then next thing you know, we move up to a three eighty, right? So it goes 22, 380, 9 millimeter. And we slowly work our way up that ladder. And then when they're next, next, next thing you know, they do have a 40 or 45 mm -hmm. because they we, we took that process together. Mm -hmm. Now, do but, you believe when, when somebody uses that firearm, it should be to kill. Yes. I believe that don't pull it out if you ain't serious about it. Mm. Okay, because, you know, a lot of people, and I could tell a lot of these people that don't have firearms, they always say, well, you can injure somebody. Shoot them in the leg. Yeah, shoot, shoot them in the arm. But see, the, the, the thing about it is, right, when you, when you pull out your firearm to use it, you are trying to truly stop somebody. Correct. Right? So if you shoot them at other places, their adrenaline can keep them going through things like that. So I teach women about organs. I teach them about, like, placement because what we're trying to do is drop the blood pressure. If you drop the blood pressure, you drop the person. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we're trying to do. So we're trying to hit you in organs every single time. Where can we hit? If we only got one shot, we got to make it work. The arm ain't it. Mm -hmm. Hold on, that sounded sinister. You said drop the blood pressure. Yes. Damn. Mm -hmm. so, so you... Welcome to Chicks with Triggers. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you teach all your people how to just shoot to kill? Yes. Okay. But I deal with a but lot of violence. that's what law enforcement violence. does too, too. Law mm -hmm. enforcement, they shoot to kill. When you, when you pull your firearm out, it's to kill. It's not to that's injure, what, it's not what, to... That's what they don't want, though. That's what you know, a lot of activists don't want. They but don't what want she said, when, when, when that adrenaline is running mm -hmm. and somebody's coming towards you, you want to make sure you eliminate... The threat. The threat. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And, that's and the they still keep coming. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's what I train women to do. Like I said, I deal with a lot of domestic violence victims, like stuff you you couldn't even believe it if I told you right now. Um, so I've had women had to use their firearms to defend themselves. And that's how we train. We train the way it's going to be. We're not training for your arm. We're training to put you down. What is, the, is the concentration on victims 
of domestic violence solely or just women in general? It's women in general. Okay. It's women in general. However, once I started, all the domestic violence victims started coming. Um, and they all, like, they didn't feel comfortable taking the men's classes. They didn't feel comfortable sitting in the classes with all the men. Mm -hmm. So they started finding chicks with triggers. And then they come and even the, like, at the local ranges, they'll say, women never talk to us like they talk to you. But it's a different vibe. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So they come to me and they say, listen, this man is stalking me. He's trying to kill me. I've had that a million times. You know, this wow. man had me in the hospital and I was on a feeding tube for three months. I've had that a million times. Or he's getting out of prison and he said, like, he already called and said he's coming. So, so we got to get ready. I, the, the only thing I don't like about uh, a lot of states where they allow you to have a firearm at a young age or 21, you mm -hmm. know, you don't need a permit or don't don't need a license is I feel like everybody should have to take a class. Right. Yeah. I'm, now. I'm, OK, so I do agree with that. I believe that you have to prove you should prove that you're competent. But not only that, you should know what the consequences are. Right. right. A lot of people you get a firearm. I, I remember I got my first firearm at 21. Right. I went to Hampton University at 21. You could get a gun in Virginia. So I got my first handgun at 21. I don't think I was mentally capable of owning that gun, right? right. Because at that age, anything, you, me and you could get into a fight in a, in a club and I'm automatically going to grab my right. firearm, but you don't necessarily you know enough. the consequences of right. what that means. And I think, I mean, if you have to take a class to get a license, you know, you have to take a class with so many different things. Why shouldn't you have to take one to get a firearm? See, I believe that you, I believe that you should at least have to take a class. I really do believe that. Mm -hmm. Um, I know a lot of there's a lot of organizations that don't believe that like you should just be able to go buy a gun. Now, granted, in South Carolina, we could just go buy a gun. You okay. don't need a class. But my direct clientele and most women, they want the class. It's the men that's the problem. Most women want the class of, OK, I had this gun for however long, but I don't feel comfortable using it because I don't know nothing about it. So it's just been sitting in the box. And that's where we start from there. Um, I even have a program. It's called Learn Your Gun. Um, it's for women that already have a gun and they come and it's a four week program. And every single week they come and we learn. So week one, we learn how to break it down, take it apart what are all the names called what are all the parts called then the second week is malfunctions if it jams what are we going to do like we can't just say excuse me sir you know before you rate me can you give me 15 minutes um and then the third one we go for accuracy that's where i talk about the placement and stuff like that we go mm -hmm. to the shooting range um and then the fourth one we learn how to clean it and, and oil it and keep it keep it functioning properly what changed? why do you think most men don't want to go to classes because men think they know everything mm. that's facts mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. men think that guns are just like built into them. Like yeah. a lot of men do that. A lot of men at the ranges, they don't know they ass from their elbow, but they out here shooting and giving people advice and the target look a mess. You should be embarrassed. <laughs> I was I was going to ask what changed cuz you know, a couple of years ago, all my life growing up, you know, guns weren't allowed in certain states, but in in last couple of years it's opening up more for different states. People right. are allowed to carry. So what changed where people are actually allowed? For, for instance, I lived in Jersey, I think 20 years or tw something like that, 20 years. For 18 years, I tried to get a firearm and I couldn't get it. Mm -hmm. Two years ago, it, the, the floodgates opened up and I was able to get it one, two, three. So right. what changed with the world where people are now allowing people to own firearms? I think people got tired. I think people got tired. Um, you know, I think that once once COVID hit and everything like that, like people was worried. People saw all the, the evil in the world. And I think people are just tired. They don't want to play victims anymore. Um, I have women that are in their 80s that come and take my class, hand to God. And they come and take my class and they'll say, you know, we never thought we would be here. But this is where the world is right now. So the world changed. You know what I mean? And we're, we're, we're going along with it. So I truly believe in guns. I believe everybody should have a gun. Um, there's a lot of politicians out there and stuff that don't believe in guns. But I'm telling you this right now. All of them have armed security guards. Mm -hmm. So they're telling you you don't need a gun and we don't need guns in these neighborhoods while they go to their armed houses with armed security guards and their kids are at armed schools. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? So um, I believe that everyone should have a gun until you prove that you're incompetent. And now we got to take it away. Now, do you think everything should be on, on a national scale? Meaning, see, 
another big problem is the rules are in New Jersey are not the same rules that are in Virginia, which right. are not the same rules in South Carolina. Right. For somebody who carries a firearm, it's difficult to go through every rule and regulation for each state. Right. And a lot of people get caught up for that. They have a legal firearm, but you're in the wrong state. Yeah, you're in the wrong state. Um, So that's where the, and I think that's where like the permits and stuff come in. That's where knowing reciprocity. So reciprocity is an agreement between states saying mm-hmm. like, if you let our residents come over here with guns, we'll let your residents come over here with guns. I think that's part of the education. Mm-hmm. Because I always tell people in my classes, you have to follow the rules of the state that you're in, not mm-hmm. the state that you're from. And that's what people don't research. People don't research when you're driving through these places, how is this gun supposed to be? Where is it supposed to be? Et cetera, et cetera. And that's where they get jammed up. Do you notice any men in your life change the way they approach you because they know you got a gun? I think they always thought I was crazy, Charlamagne. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest with you. <laughs> I think they always thought I was crazy. Um, But no, I think that you know what, though? When I first started Chicks with Triggers, I think that a lot of men, especially in South Carolina, they thought it was a joke. They thought, like, because they think down on women. They think women, like, what can a, a girl possibly know about a gun? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think now that it, they've seen what we can do, it's changing. Because women are not playing anymore. Women are not being the victims anymore. Like, we are busting ass out here. And mm-hmm. I think now it's starting to change. Now, I've seen I've seen your pictures of your classes on Instagram. It's hundreds of people there. Mm-hmm. What was the first spark that made you say, this is what I want to do? I want to turn what I know into, you know, okay. an actual teaching experience. Um, so it was, for one, it started during COVID. And I everything was going crazy. And they was kidnapping women from Greenville in Charlotte. They was kidnapping women. And they was throwing them in white vans and stuff like that. And I mm-hmm. said, you know what? I'm going to teach women how to defend themselves. Like, I wonder if they know how to use a gun. And every single girl that I asked, every single friend that I had, they said, my boyfriend knows how to use it. My husband knows how to use it. But they didn't know how to use it. And I said, well, how does that help you mm-hmm. if they not here, right? Mm-hmm. And then, so I thought about it. I played around with it. Um, and then I went to the range. I went to the shooting range. Because the range was deemed, um, what was it? Essential. During COVID? Essential. Okay, mm-hmm. the range was essential during COVID in South Carolina. And I went to the range. And I... Um, I'm short, right? I'm little. And the, the 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 thing was up too high for me to put the target up. And there was these two white men next to me. And they said, I said, can y'all put the target up? Because they, they raised it and I'm too short. And they said, okay. And they said, be, when they, once they did, they said, be careful, don't hurt yourself. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, what you mean? <laughs> because I, I, that, that rubbed me the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And then after I started shooting, they was quiet. They was looking and they was quiet. And they was quiet. And their target looked a mess. And on my way out, I said, now y'all be careful and don't hurt your fucking self. And when I got in the car, I called him. I called my father. And I said, I'm going to teach women how to use guns. Cause I did that rubbed me the wrong way. What do you mean? Don't hurt yourself. Would you, would you, would you, so you did all headshots after that or chest? What, what I mean, you, you know, I, I can't reveal my, my my tactics. You know what I mean? We on air. I can't reveal my tactics. Word, word, word. You know what I mean? It, it might come back. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> so how can women in your area get their firearm lessons? Um, so I do it for the state of South Carolina, North Carolina, and Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do all over. They can contact me. Um, and if you're not in South Carolina and you want to come to South Carolina, um, I'm always open to do groups. I'm always open to travel. Um, I'm all over the place. So if they want to come down, we have we have beautiful shooting ranges. It's very oh, it's very welcoming as far as like New York versus South Carolina. Like you could damn near get a gun at the Welcome Center to South Carolina, right? Um, so <laughs> um, I always encourage women to just just reach out. Um, there is no sign up on my on my website because everyone has to pass that vibe check so when you fill out an inquiry form you have to then talk to me and i gotta know what's going on in your life and i gotta Mm -hmm. know i gotta feel you out first and then if i if you pass that then we move on to the next level which is actually booking the class do you help women in the process of getting licensed and purchasing their firearm as well too yeah so i I do license them 
Um, so I license them through the state of South Carolina. So I get oh, them. Oh, you do the license. So well, I mean, well, state of South Carolina do it, okay, but I, I'm the one that signs off on it to let the state of South Carolina know, hey, she does, she can have a license. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Um, and so I I sign them up for concealed weapons permits, and then after that, we do we go through the process of uh, of purchasing a gun, finding the right gun for them. Going, with, if I have to go with you to buy it, I have done that before too, because they don't feel comfortable walking into the like Palmetto State Armory. They mm-hmm. don't feel comfortable. So if I have to go mm-hmm. drive in my car and go with you, then we walking in there. You know, I'm not licensed in South Carolina, which is crazy. South Carolina. Well, we don't have reciprocity. Right, yeah. South mm-hmm. Carolina, Illinois, uh, California, and Oregon are the, are the states that I can't carry. Yeah, we don't have which reciprocity. Is, which is crazy. South Carolina, I was telling you, I can't carry. So, like, when I travel to South Carolina, I can't carry my phone. But you can me. drive through it and go to Florida. Now, nah, I ain't playing with y'all. My, 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 <laughs> That's my, legal, I promise you. I see a red. It's my, legal. South Carolina is a red. It's red. Wherever it's red, but I ain't. Nope, drive. I'm not putting it on a plane. Listen, I ain't messing with y'all. You can drive nope. through. Um, but yeah, so I am. Um, I, but a, a lot of men come to me too, which is mm-hmm. crazy. Um, a lot of men come. Like I just had a group of like eight guys last weekend, and they all came. But again, I think it's because it's the vibe, and mm-hmm. a lot of men of color don't want to go to the white instructors. So they come, even if it's girls, they coming over here. Is, is it possible for you to face liability? Like if a woman you train, you know, uses her gun and like misuses her firearm, would that come back on you? Or so listen, we sign waivers. Gotcha, gotcha. Four pages. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, um, I guess that you, I, I don't see how it's possible because we have a, a standard list of what we are allowed to teach and mm-hmm. what I taught you. So you sign off on that before and that goes to the state and I keep a copy. So there's no, there's no question about what this person knows because I taught them this in the class. They took it on the test. You got to do all of this stuff. So what you do after you leave is your business. I mean, I taught you, to, I can, I can only do what I can do. What success stories have you had? Like meaning... You know, sadly, a woman was assaulted and they were able to defend themselves. Um, I had a woman that a um, a man, a man that she knew um, broke into her home and she had to use her firearm and she killed him. Wow. Um, and I asked, I remember asking her afterwards, wow. I said, I said, well, you, how do you feel? And the first thing she said to me, which she had never said in two years to me, was I finally feel free. Mm, like, I'm wow. not scared anymore. I'm not looking over my shoulder anymore. I feel free. And she said, I, I never thought I would feel like that because for the past eight years, this is how I felt. Mm-hmm. And so he would stalk her everything because it's not even if they stalk you. Right. It's hard to get a restraining order and a restraining order is just a piece of paper. The cops are not here to protect you. So we have to do it ourselves. I feel like especially with domestic violence, it's only going to end one of two ways. Right. Domestic violence is out of control right now. And it's only going to end one of two ways. Either men are going to step up and say, you know, what, we're not going to do this anymore. We're not going to beat women anymore. We're not going to treat them like this anymore, which that hasn't happened yet. Or women are going to step up and they're going to say, you know, what, we're going to be our own first responders. And if anybody poses an imminent threat to me or my family we're gonna put them down and that's what i teach them how to do how how else do you think women can protect themselves while they're waiting on the process to go through to access a firearm like um knives we we teach uh, knives we teach self-defense um there's so many different ways you don't it doesn't always have to be a gun um because a lot of places you can't even have a gun so what Mm -hmm. are we going to use so we teach them stick fight and we teach them where to hit we teach them knives how to stab stuff like that things that you can use around your house we teach them to be prepared from every single angle Can we talk about the background? Because I know people hear that and they'll be like, what you know about all of that? I know about a lot. Can you let them know who your father is? Okay, so my father is retired <laughs> NYPD, and he's also Grandmaster of Modern Vigitsa, which is a martial arts system. That's right. Um, so we we kick ass around here from every single angle. You know what I mean? <laughs> every angle, we, we, you're going to get your ass whooped. Every single Every right. single way we can. Professor should. Robert Evans, you've heard me talk about him. I've, you know, I've written about him in my books. Great mentor of mine. Yes. He's he he is that he is him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So don't think Robin don't know what she's doing. I know, we, don't know what she's talking. We about. We appreciate you for joining us this Thank morning. Thank you so much for having me. Love it. Yeah. And what's the information? 
Um, everything is Chicks with Triggers. So Instagram is Chicks with Triggers. My website is chickswithtriggers.com. Uh, Facebook is Chicks with Triggers. But Facebook blocks me a lot for all the guns. So if you want to have a good time, Instagram lets me live my best life. All right. All right. Well, it's Robin Evans. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Wake that ass up. In the morning. The Breakfast Club. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee visit rightrug.com that's r-i-t-e-r-u-g.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you 24-month financing is available with approved credit for 90 years we've been right here right now right rug flooring rev up your thrills this summer at cedar point on the all-new top thrill 2 Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com.